What's going on YouTube? It's your boy Dante Crisis here with another dose of your weekly vitamin G. Ah. Uh, and for some reason, things are already fucking up. Where the hell did my goddamn, where the hell did my desktop audio go? There we go. Okay. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with your weekly dose of vitamin G. And with me, the esteem panel, the glorious lads from across the world, the man of a variety of flavors and colors. Gentlemen, please introduce yourself, starting with Jubei. How are you today, sir? I am doing okay, actually. It's a really good Monday. I'm excited to get into our topics for the day. Um, I, I played, I've pretty much spent all weekend playing Madden, so I didn't really do much much gaming to speak of, but... Uh... But yeah, let's, uh, so, so Madden let's isn't gaming it. anymore. So you finally admit it. Madden isn't gaming. It's not, but you know, <laughs> that's what it is. So if you play Madden, you, so you heard it here, everybody. Hot take, fresh take from Jubei. If you just play Madden, you're not a true gamer. Kind of like if you play <laughs> FIFA or NBA and any of that shit, you're not a real. You're not a real gamer. Um, that's all you play. If that's mm. all you play, you got it. You got to play some other shit too. Fair enough, man. Alright, next on the uh, PlayStation side of things, Kofi, how are you today, man? What have you been up to? The yeah, someone, 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 someone check for a pulse. Someone check for a pulse. I think we lost him. Kofi has been AFK for a minute now. Get the, he never said get the quick revive! <laughs> Alright, moving on then. Uh, Mr. Zero. Mr. Zero Percent. How are things with you today? What have you been up to? Zero percent losses. Um, what's going on, people? Um, nothing much. Mm -hmm. um, trying to jump around with a couple of games. I'm getting sort of gamer ADHD. Um, I just won my first Squid Game, so like that's great. Um, but uh, what? I just installed Spider-Man, so I'll probably start playing that tonight. Miles Morales. Um, finishing up Deathloop. I think I'm getting close to the end. I'm about, I think maybe 25 hours into it. Um, so I feel like I got to be coming close to the end. Jump back into Bravely Default 2 because I've been wanting to finish that for a while. So moving through there and uh, Hollow Knight, uh, of which Hollow Knight's the easiest because I've already beaten it on the Switch. I'm just sort of running through again, PlayStation side. Um, other than that, that's that's really it. Trying to. Just manage all these things. I still have near Automata to play. Oh, um, I you unfortunately lucky son of a bitch. You lucky son of a bitch. Your play, your 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 fucking playthrough of that is going to be less hassle than mine. Is there something wrong with it, or did it got fixed? It got fixed. That's the thing. Years after its release, they released a patch that fixed a lot of the fucking um, graphical bugs that were in that game. Hey man, good. I treat it just like I do Destiny. You don't gotta buy the content right up front. They'll just give it away for free later. And like that's what keeps happening. I am also playing Destiny, trying to get myself up to what light level three thirty, I think is the max, Jube. Um, what's, your, what's your light level right now? I'm at like three thirteen, I think, max. So I'm I'm just sort of slowly grinding, just trying to make sure I get up there, finish up this uh this Witch Queen storyline, which I'm very very interested in. So I'm like I'm I'm working it out sort of day by day. Um, right. Otherwise, that that's pretty much it for me. Not much else going on. Fair enough. So at least you've been eventful aside from Destiny, which I'm still silently judging you for. Just 
FYI. Just join us. Just join us for one of the best mechanical shooters in the market right now. Yeah, it's a good game now. It's a good game now. It's actually, actually, it's a good game now. (laughs) Yeah, good game now. Good game now. Speaking of of Destiny, Pharaoh, what have you been up to, my man? Uh, Not much. Just been streaming. Uh, Bunch of Madden, like Jubei. Um, That's about it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, fair enough. All right, short and sweet. See, that's why I like your intros, Farrell. Straight to the point. I love it. And lastly, Omar, what have you been up to? Yeah, a few things. Uh, first of all, I was trying to get the platinum for Kena, and I kept trying. So I look at my controller, and the R2 was very loosely. So I had that replaced, got a new controller, uh, luckily came with a warranty. Um, other than that, I just got the platform and I'm so happy. We're going to talk about kind of difficulty, which it have a difficulty. Um, I started East 9, and I'm loving that game. And yeah, I bought a few other games that I'm going to play later on. Alright, cool. Has uh, anybody... You guys can hear me, right? There we go! He, he, he leaves, he talks, he breathes, he talks, he dances, he sings. Now he's going to give us his intro. Kofi, what have you been up to, my guy? <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I had the hardest issue uh, connecting. It's definitely on my end. Uh, um, no, things have been uh, pretty good. I have been playing just... So I'm a little bit of a dilemma. Obviously, a ton of Kuro no Kisaki. I'm really happy with myself. I've made it all the way to halfway into Chapter 3. Um, a lot of people in our community, one guy who runs the wiki for uh, Kuro no Kisuke, just finished the game like a couple hours ago. Um, it's probably one of the best Trails games. I know that this is number 11. The reason it's so good, I'm just going to give light things, is the Cold Steel concept that like Reggie's more familiar with or... Um, a Jubei, I think you're more familiar with it. The school setting is gone, and a lot of the stereotypes that people might be criti- critical of JRPGs for uh, is gone. There is a new main character who has a organization that specifically handles things that fall into a gray area for work. So, like things that um, people might go to him if they don't want police to know, if they don't want bracers to know. Bracers are people who kind of like represent justice, uh, but kind of have like some sort of special ability or some sort of military background. Um, and so this main character, his name is Vaughn, he hangs out with villains who have like murdered people because they're not, they're not um, his opponent. Really, he's just there for money. So the only reason why, like, let's say like a really like terrible villain shows up who's murdered people seven games ago. People are like, oh my gosh, this guy's so bad. But he's like, this guy took my rice when we went out to dinner and I'm mad at him for that because he, that's not his alignment. And um quests that you do change Vaughn's alignment. So there's three. Um, there's either you can go lawful, gray, or chaos. And so with, depending on which way you go changes the ending of the game. Um, and obviously this is not the last game. This own arc, which is a new area of the, uh, of the continent, will have a new um, alignment. So, and, and you know, this main character is 24 years old. It's the, it's the oldest main character we've had. So he has, you know, things that are going on, but it's not this massive, like, all the girls like me. In fact, no girls, no girls in the main team even like him, which is just it's, it's just amazing. Uh, so there's so many great things. It's so refreshing to play. Uh, obviously, I'm only like I think I'm 40 hours in, so uh, I'll, I'll wait on other things. Um, 
but other than that, I've been uh, enjoying this uh, portable device that I now use with my phone to play games remotely, testing it out. It's, came, it's called the Game Sir X2. I really hate the name. I wish it was called the Game Seer. I think that's much cooler. Uh, but if we have any chance later in the podcast, I'll, I'll talk about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's basically it for me. How much is it? It's 50. Thousand. Mm. In Bitcoin. <laughs> 50 in Bitcoin. Uh, so basically, what, what you're saying about this, uh, this protagonist is he'll look at a dude and say, well, he killed 50 million people? Oh, I don't care. That motherfucker yeah. over there, though, he's worse. He stole my rights. Yeah. <laughs> so true. And um, in fact, it's not just that he might complain. He really, like, he's okay being in their presence. I, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, you, you play bracers. Through the store, you play bracers, then you play police, then you play students at school. So they're all kind of, like, against the murderer people. And now you're, like, at a guy who will like, eat dinner across from them. He may not talk to them, but he's totally fine with it. He's not like, we got to report these to the police and fight them and, you know, pull out all our powers. He's just like, hey, man, just, just don't talk to me because you're annoying. In, in my head, all I can think of is this guy sounds like that kind of petty guy like Cartman when he got revenge on Scott Tenement by turning his parents into fucking chili just because Scott Tenement conned him out of money. This guy just comes off as that kind of petty psychopath. Oh, no, 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 no. He made him eat pubes, okay? I, I'm, you're, you're eating your fucking parents if I gotta eat pubes. He did. He <laughs> sold him pubes. He didn't eat them. He sold them to him and never gave him his money back. He never Either, either way. Either way, e- either way. <laughs> no, no, no. He stuck. He stuck that shit on his face. Cartman oh, did that to himself to mimic a beard. That's Cartman's yeah, he, fault. He thought he was getting beard hair. <laughs> like, oh Jesus! He, either way, uh, some some other male's junk was all over his face. Oh, his own goddamn god! Anyway. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's it's already been shown. Do not fuck uh. with Cartman to the point that he wants. To get you, because he will get to you. Make you oh, get yeah. your parents. <laughs> All right. Now, as far as what I've been up to, I've had an interesting week. So everybody knows I'm currently playing Dark Souls Free because I clearly hate myself, my life, and I wish to shorten my life by any goddamn means necessary. I lost my I lost my Dark Souls Free save file. Ooh, wow. what? What what, what I mean, platform were you playing on? I mean, you were asking for it playing Dark Souls Jeez. 3. The worst <laughs> thing is, I was under the impression, because games have come out, like games in like the last five, six years on Steam seem to have um, cloud saving. Exactly. Yeah. For some fucking reason, for some unexplicable fucking reason, Dark Souls 3 does not have cloud saving. What? Yeah. That's crazy. So I and I'm sure it does on PlayStation. Obviously, it actually does. Yeah. So yeah. I lost my save file. Here's the thing. I was I was onto the second DLC. I've completed nearly all of the main story. I just need to beat the Lord of Cinder. I did the first corrupted? part of the DLC. No, I just lost it. I just lost it. <sighs> Deleted forever. Gone. Fucking vaporware. <sighs> all right. I'd beaten, and I'd beaten Lady Frida, who is one of the hardest souls, I kid you not, one of the hardest from software bosses I've ever faced. Fucking Ishin the Sword Saint ain't got shit on this bitch. I, I was at this bitch for over four fucking hours. An entire stream was dedicated just to put this bitch down. And then I lost my save file. And right now, I'm currently, I've gotten to Wednesday, I'm currently at the Nameless King. 
and then I'm going on to the DLC. The first DLC. And that's how close I've been at. I've been grinding this motherfucker for two and a half full fucking days straight. My dedication to my people to give them content forced me through this. Sorry about your damn luck, I guess. <laughs> yes! Yeah. R.I.P. that save file, bro. Yeah. Uh, killer, killer Dick Crud has uh has rest in peace dante crisis the new uh, the new motherfucker is now gonna raise from the dead now speaking of raising from the dead moving swiftly transitioning over to a series that some people sometimes think is off of life support and also a pub also a uh, journalist uh, publication that everybody sometimes forgets is still alive uh kotaku and metroid so Kotaku releases an article talking about, you know, Kotaku puts, Kotaku is barely a fucking a journalist publication anymore, they're more of a fucking blog, if anything else. But they bring out an article, and I will bring it up on screen now. They bring up an article talking about Metroid Dread now running on Switch emulators. Now, Switch emulators are nothing new. Like, we, we've had a lot, there's, there's like, I think two or three um, emulators out there for, uh, for the Switch. And th all they do in this article is just go into how Metro Dread is already available for this emulator, because, you know, that's just how emulation works. Um, they go into how good it looks at 4K, 60 frames per second on this emulator. Uh, with max settings and stuff. Um, like, they just basically go over the entirety of this... of this emulator and their experience with the emulator. And... It's... The, the, the thing that just seems to be irking people is this line right here. There are so many good reasons to be grateful for pirates, emulators, modders, and hackers. That whole line seems to have just been everything this was this was put on. But nobody read on afterwards where it says, for doing what so many big publishers won't, keeping old games alive. Clearly that's not the case for Metroid Dread, a brand new game. But this is an enormous issue Nintendo has faced given its relative uh, technological inferiority of its current console. They're thanking modders and stuff for being able to bring out the best in games, but also for what we've talked about many a times on this podcast, ga game preservation. Seeing as it seems like a lot of these big companies just don't seem to want to preserve their games. Like they just don't want to keep them alive somehow. So, and then afterwards, I'm going to read this full update for Badem. Just so everybody aware, because this caused a shitstorm. Everybody calling for practically the fucking heads of these of these people at Kotaku. And this is so retarded that I'm defending Kotaku. And I have given them shit, like, up and down. And I'm fucking defending them here just to show you how retarded Twitter is. Because this is predominantly on Twitter. This is the update they put out. Um, when was this? When was this update? Because it's the, it's, the, it's the 10th... Uh, what day is it today? It is the... Well, two days ago, or a day ago for people in the US. An earlier version of this story was 
understood by many readers to be a direct suggestion to illegally download this just-released game. We regret this interpretation. Kotaku believes emulator, emulation is a vital part of the world of gaming, at least when it comes to games, game preservation. While not directly encouraging anyone to break the law and download games, they, uh, they have not purchased. We believe our readers are, intelli are intelligent adults capable of making such choices for themselves independently of us. That's just straight up calling everybody fucking kid. Idiots. That is the nicest way you could call somebody a bunch of retards I've ever fucking heard. Which is kind of ironic because Twitter, because Kotaku's main fucking readers are the kind of people that would complain on Twitter if you mispronounce uh, someone's gender. Um, that's Kotaku's main fucking audience. And they're the people who were getting upset on Twitter. Well, some of them, at least. That, they're insulting their own readers there, so I kind of got to give them balls for that. But, first of all, um, Zero, you are the resident Nintendo guy here. What are your thoughts on this? I want to I know what you're thinking, because you are straight Nintendo. I know you're a Me uh, I don't know if you're a Metroid fan, but I assume you, you, you like the franchise. And I know you're also one of those people who says that uh, Nintendo has done a relatively poor job on a lot of their game preservation. What are your thoughts on this? Not a relatively poor job. They've practically done nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like they've pretty much done nothing as far as preservation is concerned. Outside of, well, take that back. They have in the sense that they will continue to sell you the same thing for years to come. Mm-hmm. How many times um, are you going to buy the original Legend of Zelda? Yeah, so technically, they're preserving the game. You just got to pay for it, which, yep. you know, it's, isn't what we're asking, though. So to be fair, that's not what we're asking. Um, I read the article a little differently, um, and I frequently talk a lot. Um, I was with them. You know, I found them back when I used to read Gawker when that was the whole thing. Um, and then Gawker imploded and like Kotaku was one of the last standing of that whole sort of network. Um, and I I know the author, Zach, the sort of weekend editor who pops in, um, I was more a bit surprised at his sort of position on it. But I think that I think a couple of things are true. I do think people maybe overreacted to the tone of the article because they were really merely highlighting something that is not necessarily saying this is something you should go and do. Um, the challenge I run into it is that Kotaku is always wears its views on its sleeve like love them or hate them they will push any view they any article or view they want like they will put it in the article regardless of how you feel about it even when people think this isn't even relevant to the topic so while ev everyone who hates kotaku all of a sudden are fine with them now but they're just doing the same thing it just happens to be now on the side that you agree with so, you know, in my head, like, maybe keep it 100 about how you feel about these people. Because what they've, they could have implicitly said, you know, don't do this. We're not advertising for this. Do not, you know, sort of participate in this. We're just sort of highlighting the idea that, like, this is a thing. Um, and that, you know, this is part of it. But that whole line was Dante read where, you know, there are so many good reasons. We're grateful for pirates. That... That's not Kotaku being, I mean, that's them being clever. Or that's them flat out saying, like, listen, Nintendo, we're not necessarily saying we want to do this, but 
We know exactly what your MO is, so like this is going to happen, and we're practically pretty much okay with it. Which perfectly fine. Once again, just feels a little weird to me that there are folks who have a whole issue with Game Pass. On Game Pass, so it's going to make games weaker. But a perfectly fine with the article from Kotaku, an organization who they don't even really like that much, to say like, well, you know, emulation, it's cool, even if it's for this day one game, that's on Nintendo. So I'm trying to figure out where people completely stand on this. Yeah, but that's that's also something that's kind of a um, sorry to interrupt, but that's also something that they don't even they they specifically turn around and mention in this article. To, to, I, I believe they even mention like not to do that because purchasing the Switch game before doing such uh, such emulation, while legally very dubious, at least feels m- more morally clear. Like they're, they're they're saying if you're gonna emulate this, at least buy the game so you have a physical copy, which is honestly a stance that I I actually agree with that. Because I emulate, I emulate games as well, but I actually make sure I've got a, fu- a, a physical hard copy of the game before I emulate it, like I did with uh, Luigi's Mansion. Which I think is fine, but I, I even think with the language they use, morally clear, morals, who, whose morals am I protecting here? You don't let, like, I don't care if you know that I de- uh, emulate games. Most people who emulate games don't. My morals are fine. Like, you're not going to shame me into, like, buying a game that I want to emulate. No one ever has done that before. Oh, Otherwise, no. emulators wouldn't exist. Absolutely not. So, like, again, I like Kotaku. I, I might be the f- one only on this panel who likes Kotaku. I get it. They go out of their mind sometimes, and, like, they're a very left-leaning, and they come from an entire family, a very left-leaning, hard left-leaning site. So, like, you're going to get sort of that energy from them all the time. But that's what I mean when I'm saying I'm just a little confused at their stance on this because Kotaku doesn't shy away from how they feel about things, and they will put it out there. And I think this article, while not implicitly saying go do it, isn't necessarily the article that makes me feel like they're necessarily like, no... You shouldn't be doing this. As far as I'm saying, they're just saying, if check your morals. If you can go clear with them, then it's technically morally right to go buy it. But like, who cares? Here's here's my problem though. That's putting the onus. Like my my whole problem with that argument right there is that's putting onus that they control and that they should have any influence over what other people do in their lives. Like. That's one of the reasons why I've defended people whose fan bases do shitty things. Like, yeah, like, uh, fucking, um, Sony, uh, they, like, ah, oh, not, not necessarily Sony. Like, it's, it's if a celebrity's fans are something like that. Like, a rabid fan base, like, does one thing. You don't, you don't, you don't demonize the person who they're, like, they're, who they're a fan of because, like, they don't have control of these people. Like, yeah, maybe they should say something, but, like, it's not their obligation. They're not their parents. They're not the ones who raised them. They're not the ones who gave them their moral compass. So, like, they, they have no right to tell people what they should and shouldn't do. And Kotaku, but- I feel, is the same way. They're just, it's just one dude writing an article about, oh, this one's like this on an emulation and stuff like that. But, like, we really should, uh, but I'm really not going to tell you like, what? But, but I. But basically, they have no right to tell me if I should emulate a game or not. Right or not, and that's my key point. They do. 
not 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 that they have the right, but they constantly tell you regardless. You know, there you can easily find articles by Jason Schreier. Do not pre-order games. They're telling you don't do it. Whether or not you really have the right to do it doesn't matter. It is they're independent. They can write whatever they want for the most part. They can tell you don't pre-order games. They can maybe loosely tell you mm, if you want this emulator, here it is. Here's the name of it. Also, the brand new Nintendo game that came out for it runs pretty great on it. If you want to check your morals and feel good about it, you could certainly purchase it. Because to me, to invoke the even to evoke uh, the idea of morals means like you already understand what's happening here. This isn't like an accidental thing. Like you know exactly what's going to go on here, and so you're telling people, you know, you can go just do this. But like I guess if you want to feel good about yourself and not do the quote-unquote bad thing. Um, and certainly, again, they're not advocating it, but they're not necessarily dissuading you from doing it either. And, I'm, and, uh, I'm, and I, as a grown adult, with, and I'm fucking certain of this, with the correct amount of chromosomes in my body, can look at that and either agree, disagree, take it on board, or ignore it. Correct. And Which, a lot of people seem to choose to disagree. Which, again, for Kotaku, I don't actually understand the confusion. A lot of people disagree with Kotaku. Why is this any different? It's only different because it seems to be, like, the side that you're on. But if they made an article about, like, you know, maybe Samus should be a black woman. That's what we want. People would lose their mind. And they would flip out and have all these hard opinions. But they could, just like you said, as a fully functioning adult with the right amount of chromosomes, agree disagree or ignore it people tend to choose disagree okay fair enough um i just i just feel like it, it with with that example you're saying like that with that that is more of a direct statement that uh, if we're going to go by your example that's more of a direct statement that she should be like this and here's why here's why here's why here's why like in the list of so many, so many reasons why Samus should be a black woman, but with this, they're just covering uh, an emulation of a game that's already out, and really just explaining how well it runs, and really saying nothing else about it. Just talking about the fact that this recent game is out, uh, is out. We've done a review, um. And this is how it runs. Then I would argue there probably wouldn't be much need for the last paragraph about why we need emulators. Because this particularly doesn't seem more about preservation because Metroid Dread's new. So perhaps in the future when we see what Nintendo does with it, but we don't know except for based on like prior history. So, and again, I agree as all things Twitter, they people kind of flipped out a bit more than they wanted to. And I think Zach, if people read Zach's articles, he's perfectly like a reasonable individual. He doesn't come off as uh, as hard as some of the other sort of Kotaku people. Um, it, I just find it odd. Like, I'm not shaming Kotaku. I, I'm looking maybe like do a little better. It's more of a side eye. Like, I, I think you probably could have done that a bit better, even though, again, Kotaku has their uh, soapbox that they like to stand on. And emulation and game preservation is one of those soapboxes. 
And, you know, for me, as a regular reader of the site, like, I recognize the things that they do all the time. Like, I, I think a lot of people just only know Kotaku when they hit the big things in the news. Um, but, you know, I've, I've been following them for years um, throughout all of their, you know, when Jason Schreier was there, Cecilia, Mike Fahey, all these people, like, I'm aware of them and how they operate. And, and I, I, you're not going to get one over on me, but I understand, like, it's not, it's not a huge thing, and I think people are making it out to be. But I do side-eye you, Kotaku, like, mm, let, let's keep it in check a little bit, because I promise you, if this if this were let's just an easy one is the last of us because that already had some controversy back in 2020 if this article was made about playstation and a brand new emulator being able to emulate the last of us people would have flipped out and it would have been a narrative that kotaku hates sony and they want to push all of these things and all this other type of stuff and it it to me for this it just speaks to a larger conversation about how people feel about nintendo um and, you know, what they feel is okay for certain things. Or maybe they feel they're getting over on Nintendo because they feel Nintendo's getting over on everybody else. But, like, I don't think anyone would reasonably believe that if this wasn't Metroid Prime or Metroid Dread and this was The Last of Us 2, we'd be having a different conversation. I feel like, uh, like I feel, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to quickly, uh, while, um, while we move on to uh, Omar, because I'm sure he's going to have... Um, uh, I'm sure he's gonna have a lot to say about this. I am like my my whole basis for this is a lot of um, my my whole basis for this is and why I'm such like like I will I will argue with Kotaku especially about the ship with the Last of Us. Like I will have I will debate them on on a lot of their points, but I at least read what they're saying and I've read what they've said about that stuff. Though I disagree, I've at least given them the chance. Where it, and I'm going to open up Twitter just so everybody has a clear stance on, like, the, the fucking cesspool that this is. A lot of these comments is, like, these people didn't even fucking read the article. They just saw one tagline and that's it. So, uh, Omar, what, what have you got to say? I'm not trying to poison the well or nothing. I'm just, like, th this is what kicked this whole shit off. Th th this, this is why we're even talking about this, is, is this cesspool you're about to fucking see. Alright, Omar, what have you got to say about this? No, it's a fucking nothing burger. It's it plain and simple. People can't read. People don't want to read. People want to use uh, Okutaku for uh, clout. Like, if you hate Kotaku, hate Kotaku. No issue. But Kotaku said nothing wrong. They just pointed out that a game is running on emulation. They wanted game preserver preservation. Um, shout out to a friend of mine and a panel member on my show. He actually said it best. Kotaku did nothing wrong. They didn't put the link for the emulation. If they did that, then everyone under the sun had every right to criticize them for it. But they never did that. It's like, what are we doing here? But I get it. It's cloud. It's, it's something to, to, to be angry about. It's uh, the angry of the day flavor that's basically what it is can you hear me yeah yeah no no we can hear you i was just wondering if you were done with your pointing yeah well, i was wondering if 
Because you were silent for a long period of time. No, no, no. I'm just scrolling down and letting people see that basically Twitter being Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's like literally Twitter being Twitter, nothing more. And the only thing about it is you have these big shot uh, people with a lot of followers criticize Kotaku just for the fuck of it. Like, if you want to love Metroid, love it. No issue. But don't put words into Kotaku's mouth and then blame them for it. That's basically what they're doing. I love how, like, a majority of what I'm seeing is saying that they're promoting uh, promoting piracy. Like, this, this is never the major complaint. They're promoting piracy and they're making people aware of emulation. It... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, let, Dude, let that one people say. are Google fucking exists. Are you not you? Are you brain dead? Like what was this? This is what I mean when people are too stupid. Like this is cloud chasing at its finest. Google exists. If you want to pirate something, you're gonna pirate something. You're not gonna wait for an article from Kotago to tell you, hey, look, we're pirating it. You can pirate it. If you genuinely are a person that use emulator, the second you hear a game came out, you're gonna go to a torrent site and hey, okay, uh, blah 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 emulation. You're gonna see it's there, it's not there. What? They didn't even tell people how to emulate it. They didn't say which bio to use. They didn't say anything. Yeah, this this is this is the one that caught my eye. Again, I do apologize, but if you guys would just direct your attention to uh, the stream, if you've got it open, like this dude's tweet open. is kind of like what what fucking killed me about this. Not only does Kotaku encourage piracy on a new game, they're also encouraging piracy on past Metroid games. When uh, when there is a way to purchase. Buy every Metroid game on the Wii U, not for long. 3DS, not for long. Switch, no there isn't. No there isn't. Don't have a Wii U? Then buy one. Yeah, sure. That, yeah, because that's, because the money I get from a Wii U is going to go towards Nintendo. And the, it, it's like this guy doesn't even know the eShop for the Wii U is shutting down. And this, this is what he highlights. Because he highlights this. That th this this right here is the perfect fucking textbook definition of pick, of pick and choosing what you want to say. If you want to play the rest of the Metroid franchise and, and don't want to shell out a large amount of money for all consoles and games. Which none of that money goes to Nintendo these days by the way guys. I think everybody should be aware of this. The money that you spend on all these retro consoles and retro games don't actually go to the uh, go to Nintendo. They don't. They go into you the mean pocket. because of second hand. Yeah. Um, your best bet. Uh, your best bet is also emulation, as is often the case. Nintendo, like most game publishers, is really bad at maintaining access to their po past games outside of a big few sellers. Thank God for pirates, emulators, modders, and hackers. That's where his example ends. He doesn't allow people to see what's said afterwards. And he even continues here. Don't have a Wii U. They're less than 150 on eBay right now. Through the virtual console, you can buy Fusion and Zero Mission. You can also buy Prime Trilogy. Here's the problem with that. The Wii U store is shutting down soon. Zero, am I incorrect in thinking that? 
Or no, I... it, yeah. No, I, I believe it's they said it's supposed to be shutting down soon. Yeah. So the, the, it completely blows the, like smoke up this dude's ass. Like the, the, again, it's this kind of misinformation and bullshit that I absolutely fucking despise. And this is why I fucking hate Twitter. Uh, sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to point out like like again, I'm not trying to sway people's opinions or anything like that. I'm just pointing out what triggered me on this whole thing. Uh, Omar, if you got anything else you'd like to add? Learn to fucking read, brain dead, not you. Alright, um, okay. Kofi, you have been auspiciously quiet, and uh, we know that PlayStation also has this severe fucking problem with uh, game preservation, um, especially with all the titles. What, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I had to go and, and revisit this article um, because I think Reggie brought up some interesting things about Zach specifically being the writer of this and his articles being to what you guys described trying to put pressure using his platform on Nintendo to maybe do something about this. If you go to his older article about this, Nintendo is fumbling. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, the, the title name is Nintendo makes revisiting classic Metroid games a huge hassle, right? So that's the most recent one that he wrote back in June. So it, to him, you know, coming from his perspective as Reggie articulately put, he just kind of is going down the path like, oh, the new Metroid game's out. I wonder how that will do. Um, you know, uh, with being maintained over time. Oh, it's already being emulated. I should probably talk about this. Um, so, I, yeah, I hate game preservation issues that um, Nintendo has, and it reminds me so much of the store closing on the on the PlayStation side. Um, not only did PlayStation lose whatever first-party games were on the PlayStation 3 or remastered on PlayStation 3 from the PlayStation 2 era or PS1 games, is uh, a lot of that was third party, so that you know that's like a whole other issue they have. Um, Nintendo for this to be in house um, for games as recent as twenty. Uh, I'm sorry, not not no, yeah, I'm sorry. The most recent uh, Metroid game is also not available, but I guess I'm thinking the Prime trilogy. Yeah, other uh, M is no, other M is only is only on Wii U. And right, yeah, only, other M is, and the only other Metroid game that came out before that was a remake, and that came out on the 3DS, and that and 3DS ain't getting no more fucking support. Right. So, like, we used that's a pretty rough scenario. It, it reminds no, no, me no, almost no, like no. Play- other M came out for the Wii. Even oh, further was- back. Yeah, the, the, last, the, okay. the last console release Metroid game came out on the Wii. Yeah, it was like 2007, I think, right? Yeah. But, the, but the eShop for the Wii U has compatibility with the Wii version, right? Yeah, yes. the Wii U was, would be the last time you could have bought one of the original, the, the sort yeah. of the original Metroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, definitely disappointing. I, I, I feel that, yeah, other console platforms at least have some sort of option, right? Like PlayStation 3 games, can't play them natively on PlayStation 4 or 5, but at least you can stream some of their first-party games. Uh, Xbox did not add all of their old titles to backwards compatibility, but they went through the great pain of actually making it that if you own the disc, you just pop it in and play it. You know, God God bless that effort. So um, Nintendo to come around and have what, what we can probably all agree is some of the most beloved titles ever, right? Yeah. Classic Mario games, classic Legend of Zelda games. To not have it done, it, it sucks. Okay, so to the triggering of this article. I, I'm glad that Reggie mentions them to help me open my eyes because I don't, I don't really care about Kotaku. I only listen to... I don't even know if he still works there. Uh, what's his name? Steven Totillo? Does he still work there, Reggie? Uh, no, I think Steven's gone. 
Steven's yeah. gone. Okay. There was a no- oh Brian Ashcraft. Is he still there? Ashcraft, he's gone too. Yeah. Oh shoot! Dang. <laughs> so the, the three greats are gone. Um yeah. uh, uh Jason and those two. Um Brian Ashcraft had an amazing article. I I, I respect him for that. Jason Schreier, controversial. He has one of my favorite articles ever about the trail series that may, meant a lot to me. Um and, and um Oh, and actually uh, I apologize. Uh Kobe, no, I'm Ashcraft actually is still there. He is still there. Okay, so yeah, they, yeah. It, from my perspective, they're holding on to that one. Gr- I think he's great, uh, you know, overall. So um, it, it, it's hard for me to um, – well, I'll say this. Personally, that's why I don't typically want to buy we, uh, Switch games. I mean, I do like the, the trophies and stuff like that, but I just don't know if the next device that comes out will try to have a new – mechanic that you might play it with and games won't transfer easily to it uh, that might end up happening and i don't know if my physical i mean my physical game is great but um i just i, I don't know i'm not comfortable with it like i was with playstation because PlayStation is a little bit more you know waffly but now i have to say steam has the best legacy efforts uh, oh not, so, for, not for long apparently apparently they're cutting off fucking legacy support soon really what I'm, all right what i got that. told Jesus. All right. Um, so yeah, overall, I think yeah, people overreacted to this. I mean, I, I see some yeah crazy tweets like, "Oh, Kotaku should burn for this," but when you look at what's really happening, this is almost normal for them, or it's normal for this writer Zach to be giving, trying to give Nintendo a hard time. So I don't, I can't have like outrageous type of energy unless I say the same kind of negative thing about. The PlayStation dropping thousands of games from their store. Uh, oh, and, and the whole emulation thing. Yeah, I just played a game for the first time this year thanks to emulation. The game currently goes for $200, and it was never localized. So it only runs on Japanese PlayStation 2s. Well, oh, I was going uh, to say, what is it? Fucking Mother 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the East 5 remake. So it wasn't made by Falcom. It was made by Taito when they licensed out their products for several remakes. I am not going to go buy a PlayStation 2, try to get this disc on eBay. for. It's not happening. But I am able to tell other people the story of East 5 in my Falcom forums or in my Falcom communities because of that kind of stuff and create interesting conversation. There's value in that. Um, and obviously, in like the, the memories and all that you know, good stuff. So... Um, yeah, it's an unfortunate, I mean, to walk around the capital, capitalistic, uh, positives or capitalistic ways for that kind of sucks because then you believe that, let's say Metroid Dread doesn't sell because of something like this or the sequel to Metroid Dread doesn't sell. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, it's already Um, fucked. Now that's the thing that that's the retarded thing about this. Like I, and I, and I, I should point, I should point this out. Metroid Dread has broken sales records here in the UK. Yeah. Like, it's already yeah. the most, it's already, like, the most successful, um, uh, it's already the, mo- the most successful Metroid game ever released here in the UK. It's beat out yeah, all I, of them. And it's interesting, my only thought, other than the fact that the Switch is just dominating, um, even though the Wii did too, right? The Wii it was dominating as well. But I think the classic playstyle to to return to how people remember it, even before other M and before the first person of Metroid Prime and stuff like that, maybe this is more resonates with them. Uh, that's just an anecdote, but uh, you know exactly. So the the PC market or people who run these emulators, they haven't really taken much, um, and I don't see that changing in a long time. 
And I guarantee um, you, uh, here's the thing, uh, probably like a very small percentage of these people. Like, here's the thing, when you actually break down the percentage, people who are pirating this game and using emulation on Switch, uh, or using a Switch emulation, fall into three categories. The people who have already p- paid for it, and uh, already own it on their Switch, and they just want to run it at a higher resolution, higher frame rate on PC, are people who don't own a Switch and were going to buy it. Uh, and sorry, who don't own a Switch and just emulated it, or the people? Yeah, no, they're the two categories. Like the people who already bought it and are emulating it on their PC just for just to see how it see to just to run it better, and people who didn't. Mm. Uh, like they're, they're the two categories. And then you got the other categories. Sorry, who just don't didn't who just don't bother with the emulation or anything like that. So right, like, you, well, you, I, you I, lose, it's such a small fraction of people that are going to emulate yes. this thought. Like that, that, that is like a percentage of a percentage. I agree. You, you, you know, when you were talking, I finally, I was thinking I had heard, I was in a spaces about, um, game preservation and I couldn't remember, I, 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 before you just said that, I couldn't remember where I was and who I was listening to. There was some very, very, um, upset fans of, uh, old Nintendo games and, they were livid. Oh, because some sites got shut down, right? Recently, it was like some site that was... Emulation Paradise. It wasn't recent. This this is old was, news, but like Emulation Paradise got shut down uh, because well, they were going to get... Was a, did something get shut down this year, though? There was one that recently got shut down, although that yeah. one's a bit more nebulous because of how the person was operating the site itself. Uh, well, oh, wasn't that the one where the, wasn't that the, one where the, fu- where the fucker was putting in fucking malware? No. Oh, well, oh. probably was he trying to make money? He was charging people. Oh, okay, that's the one. Rule okay. number that's... one, like, no. don't emulate, you know, Nintendo stuff. But rule number one is do not try to make money off of Nintendo's properties. Those lawyer ninjas were probably in his house. Yeah, <laughs> like that. They anyway. fucking, they 2K'd him. They 2K'd him and came up to the fucking door and knocked on the door. <laughs> and so I, I bring all that up because I feel like there are some, so this guy was in, he was upset that that site was shut down. And I remember thinking, wow, this is really extreme. I would imagine he is in a minor, minor, minor percentage. Uh, of them, I didn't even expect to ever hear somebody like that. But he was—he was like literally. He said something like, "Star Fox 64 made me cry. It's my favorite game of all time. I want this game out. I don't care. Like, I'll pay whoever." Like he literally was like, "I'll pay guy down the street if he would host a server to sell it." Um, there so. is an uh, gaming preservation issue, but people are not going to talk about that. I right. and Maiden because I, I think Dante and I have talked about it before. It's a really small yeah, percentage of people. Game preservation for the past six months. Yeah, it's a small percentage so of people who actually the, care. To be the store. To be fair, no. Here's the thing: game preservation. Like, let's let's not fu- let's not fucking let's not let's not gloss this. Gaming preservation has been an issue since the fucking Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It's been an issue, but no like, one wants to do anything about that. But the thing is, the thing is, it. It, it's become more of a prevalent, and we'll get on to other people. I'm just going to get this out of the way because I want Pharaoh to go on next if he's got anything to yeah, say. Yeah, I'm done. Um, the problem with gaming, the the big like back in the day, it was more it was more understandable because everything was hardware. Things have to improve. The old stuff fell by the wayside because it was old. Back in the day, that was understandable. But now everything is going digital. There is no fucking excuse not to allow people access to older games. That's the problem. People people want to talk about game preservations and don't want to talk about emulators. 
then why ain't these companies doing anything when they when it would cost them pennies and make them a fortune by putting this on putting this stuff on their stores? Like I said, back in the day, it was a hardware issue. That fit that was that was understandable. Now everything's digital, there really is no fucking excuse. Emulation has proven that. They're just not You're willing right. to do it. And this all started, in my opinion, that all started with the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 when, when, when it started to really shift. Because then, because PlayStation tried to do it and it oversized their fucking console to no goddamn end and um, then they ended up removing those features and later variations and that's when... Uh, the that's when downloadable content and stuff started getting really ramped up. Same with the Xbox; that didn't emulate all original Xbox games, if any at all, to my remembrance. And online started really picking up a lot more in that generation, and that's when you start noticing there's less and less older content on these je- on these consoles because there's no backwards compatibility. At least with the PlayStation Two, you can play PlayStation One games. Anyway, uh, Pharaoh, have you got anything you want to add to this? Um, as far as the Kotaku piece, I feel like people are up in arms because it's like they talked about Fight Club, and you don't talk about Fight Club. That's the first rule. So, it's like <laughs> everybody knows about you know these emulators and that you know this is an option, but I just think that's where the main issue is. There's as far as game preservation, um, I think it's an issue. But I also think it's kind of, you know, it kind of adds value if you still have those things. Like, if you still have your Sega Genesis and you have some of those old games, it makes that it makes it more rare, more collectible. So I, I kind of see, like, all sides of it. Um, I'm a fan of game preservation, but for the games that, that, that aren't being preserved, if you still have your copy, just hold on to it and take care of it. Yeah, I think that's another thing that a lot of these people don't seem to tend to realize. Hardware breaks down, and there's going to be a point, uh, and there's going to be a point where all of the hardware break, it, where you're not going to be able to replace that hardware. Yeah, I still have my Sega Genesis, and I haven't plugged it up since the early '90s. <laughs> so that shit better still work. All right, Jube, you got anything to say, homie? I think his dreadlocks finally fought back against him. He's silent. <laughs> I miss. To be honest, it's people just kind of. I I I I'm in your camp, don't you? People kind of just you know, they, they're really retarded. People wilding out like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, emulation's been around forever. It's going to be around forever. People are going to find ways to get, you know, get their fix. However, that is. Um, and like I said, since there's there, there's no links or nothing like explicitly saying hey you should go out and do this like you're under your own volition to kind of you know do what you want to do so i I just don't see the point of of it even having having been as big a deal as it decided to be so do you want to know the one thing this all highlights for me this highlights for me the reason why so many nintendo's have been wanting a a pro because they want that higher frame rate they don't want a slideshow no more. And it just pisses them off that PC can outperform their little Switch. <laughs> That's why I'm not getting the OLED Switch. I'm getting the Steam Deck. Fuck the OLED! Fuck the OLED! I'm probably going to emulate 
the switch on that on that Steam Deck. I forgot. So I'm good. I apologize, everybody. I forgot to change the topics. Yes, we were talking about uh, Pirate Captain Kotaku. I wish someone had called me out on that. All right, but moving swiftly on to topic number two. David Jaffe on difficult games. Now, talking about somebody with not a good, te- with, with a, a terrible take. Like, here's the thing, and this, this could fall into the same category as what Zero was talking about, that you, you uh, like, it's just because they're on the other side of the argument. Where, like I said, my, my issue wasn't the argument that that article was making. My issue was the outcry to that article just talking about emulation, about how it runs. That was, that was my issue with that. Like, I'm sure he's written other things I disagree about, but I ain't going to go on Twitter and demand his fucking head on a, on a pike. I ain't going to do that. David Jaffe. David, David Jaffe. Oh, Jesus Christ, this guy. So, let us read the tweets out, ladies and gentlemen. All the kids in the room, let's read this out. Kina, Metroid, Returnal, all leading the march towards super challenging games. Maybe it's NES generation coming into their own as designers, but I fucking hate this shit. And it's not an age thing. I never liked it, but it wasn't so rampant. I feel like devs want to push players away. Ah, okay. So first of all, okay. Let's let let me let me let me pick the floor. Let me let me pick your guys' brains here real quick. Um, Dark Souls more difficult than than Returnal? Yay or nay? Dark Souls is way easier than Returnal, in my opinion. Wait, Dark Souls is easier than Returnal? In my opinion, yeah. Some, you some, fucking some moment in Returnal can fuck you up pretty bad. Fucking pussies, and a lot of them. All right, Metroid. Harder or easier than fucking Dark Souls? Ah, ah, no comment. I never played a Metroid game, so go ahead, anyone. I would say Super Metroid is is harder than I've I haven't played like the Prime series in a long time, so I just can't remember the difficulty. But SNES Super Metroid, I'd say, is much harder than Dark Souls. I think the Prime series is easier. I cannot I believe think, what I mean. I, I, I don't am, think I am like the youngest. I'm one of the youngest. I'm one of the youngest motherfuckers here. And I played Super Metroid when I was a kid and didn't find it as hard as Dark Souls. Are you telling me y'all motherfuckers really find Super Metroid more difficult than Dark Souls? Yeah. So to be honest, I've never found Dark Souls to be difficult. Agreed. Yeah, like, Agreed. I, I, I remember playing it and, like, and the same with Returnal when I played it and people were like, it's so challenging. I played like, Enter the You're Dungeon blessed. is hard. I think it's- yeah. <laughs> Into the Gungeon, okay. Ninja Gaiden. Okay. The, like the original what? Xbox Ninja Gaiden. Okay, yeah, Ninja really? Gaiden. Yeah, yeah, Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden is harder than Returnal? Ninja Gaiden. Oh, Black. yeah. Oh, Ninja Gaiden. Black. Ninja, Ninja Gaiden Black, Black was ridiculous. It was. Like, fucking Devil, yeah. May, Devil May Cry 3 original US release was difficult. But that was because yeah. of a programming fuck up. But my point you, is. You my, fucked up at Ninja Gaiden, you were fucked. Here's the thing. Well, though. The thing is, in Returnal. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go sorry. Ahead. I just need to. Here's the thing. The point is, how is this how how is this pushing anybody away? Like how is how is this pushing anybody away? Okay, Bloodborne sold more. I'm gonna crucify the next person who bleeds audio. Anyway, I did that accident. Go ahead. Um, 
Okay, so I'll be crucifying your ass. Got you. Um, thank you for outing yourself. Um, but here's the thing. These difficult games sell. So I don't understand why you turn around and say it's pushing people away. Returnal sold. Sold decently. Um, Demon Souls sold decently. Fucking Sekiro sold amazing. Dark Souls 3. 11 million copies, I believe. Like, I don't get where he's getting this idea that difficult games, games that don't hold your hand, because if there's one thing that I have heard about Metroid Dread already, and that I like, this game does not outright hold your hand all of the goddamn time. It's expecting you to figure it out. It's a fucking Metroidvania. You're meant to explore. Like, Ori and the Blind Forest kind of falls into this same example. And that sold well. Enough that it got a fucking sequel, and both of them are critically acclaimed. So I don't understand where he's getting this mentality that it's pushing players away. So, so from from what I'm, uh, are you done or? Uh... No, no, no. Go ahead, Omar. Go ahead. I'm okay. On your side. So from from okay. So I never been. Yeah, with, no, no. Uh... Sorry. Hold on. Let. Sorry. Uh, media does bring up a good point. Doesn't Dave? Doesn't Jaffe remember how fucking difficult his games were? Twisted Metal and God of War. Fuck yeah. the original God I... of War on God mode. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, uh, not only that, um, uh, so, from what I have understood, and mainly I'm gonna tackle Kena, because I played Kena, I finished Kena, I played Kena. His complaint is Kena started out something, and it turned into something different. So, what he meant means is, Tena starts out normal as chill, and then progressively it became difficult, which I actually enjoyed. I loved the second half of Kena way more than the first half because it had interesting boss fights, it had cool mechanics you need to use, and it was a fucking game to play. Like, I am genuinely lost for words here with David Jaffe. Again, you guys just said it. This is the same dude that created God of War and Twisted Metal nonetheless. It's just... We... Uh, David Jaffe need his own easy mode, it seems. And hey, if if he have a rebuttal for it, he's free to to jump in on this show. Because I've seen him jump on a few other shows and, uh, yeah, have a conversation about it. But it's... It's sad. It's sad. Because David Jaffe is one of the people. He is not the only one. But he is one of the people that created Kratos and Twitter Metal. Two of my favorite IPs uh, in the history of gaming. And to see him go the route of literally, um, yeah, as someone that can't handle not even hard games. Because uh, some games are not simply hard, they're challenging, but they're fair. And yeah, he just, he he wants games to hold his hands, that's what it seems to be. And and games shouldn't be that way. And if, it, and if a game is not for you, then drop it and move on. Yeah, he's trying to defend himself here. Um... Like he's trying to defend himself here by saying, because um, I'm, I'm just going to show this to everybody because I was just reading through some of the comments. Um, two people try and challenge him on this. Uh, not every game is made for casuals. Not all devs 
uh, care about more money and more sales to gamers versus making a game that they make uh, creatively. God of War puzzles were hard as fuck. Did you forget that? They also turned away casuals. Do you regret making them? His res- David Jaffe's response, no one said it did. I'm simply saying I don't like them. Also, other than, other than one mistake in God of War, we tuned the game via weeks of playtesting and made sure that no one was ever stuck for, us, for a long amount of time. The other one, just ex- someone said this, just accept that not all games are made for mm-hmm. you and you'll be okay. Plenty of people like to be, like to be challenged. David Jaffe's response. Hello, Mr. Condescension. Settle down, pal. I never suggested all games uh, have to be made for me, but it is my Twitter account and thus expressing my... Uh, discuss, uh, and thus I'm expressing a trending gaming that I'm not a fan of. Here's the thing. Here's the problem. The moment you turn around and start turning around and saying that it that it's pushing players away when it clearly isn't you kind of turn around and saying that it's a problem like a major problem also when you turn around and say like that not all games are meant to be for you but it's pushing players away that's a contradictive statement in my opinion like that that is a contradictive statement because how's it put how's it pushing players away if it's not meant for you anywhere how, that, that's a contradictive statement in my opinion and also a trend in gaming like what what trend is this like what trend is he talking about metroid games have always been this way metroid games have always been with what dread is with probably the exception being um i would say other m which was which the only difficulty for that game was the fucking controls uh, Kena is a brand new IP. Returnal is following the trend of an already existing um, genre of game. The first one, uh, honestly, in the uh, to be made by a mainstream studio. So, like, what trend is he fucking talking about here? He picked three games out of a book out of like three games out of all the games that have been released in the last say year. And I swear to God, if you turn around and talk about the... Because someone even brought it up. Someone even... And I thought... This comment bugs the fuck out of me as well. Because I know someone will bring this up. And I just want to kill this right now. It's from software's fault. The moment Dark Souls became a phenomenon, it started getting mainstream. This birthday, if you play on easy, you're not a cute... You're not a cute gamer crap. Bullshit. That never started that. Dark Souls has always had a niche audience. It's proven that by selling fucking 11 million over multiple consoles. That's two consoles and a goddamn fucking PC. And it took them getting there for them to actually reach that because mm-hmm. everything else sold under f- or everything else sold under five million because it was on one console. Here's what I'm going to add. Dark to Souls. That. Hold on. Dark Souls started. Here's the thing. Dark Souls didn't influence anything but a new genre. Because let's be it- fair. Dark Souls started a new genre in what we now call the Souls-like games. Here's what I will add to that. Um, that's the price we pay for game, game going mainstream. 
This I, is what I've seen it with Kingdom Hearts, and I'm not seeing it with this. And that's I will die. I've said it over and over and over again on this podcast, on other shows. Games going mainstream it was a mistake, and people are gonna disagree with that, and I'm fine. But this is the price we pay. Like this is the fucking game developer, and this is his mentality right now. Well, I mean, games going mainstream means you got more games. X. If they if they didn't happen, do you think we'd have a <laughs> if games didn't go mainstream? We, you'd we, have a lot we, less we games coming out every year. We wouldn't even have a lot less to choose from. We wouldn't even have next gen systems uh, right all now. All right, hold on. Let 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 Omar. There, there had to be justification. Yeah, let let. But, Save that because yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to you next year, by actually. All right, Omar, are you, are you done with your point? Yeah, no, I'm done. All right, then, Jubei, continue your point. I apologize. Go ahead. Yeah, like I mean, just just to like I said, just touch on the whole mainstream thing. Like, it, without that, we wouldn't be where we're at. Like, it's kind of important. Yeah. If you think if if it's just all hardcore gamers, that's not enough funds and money because all hardcore gamers don't buy you know all games. It's it's not. It wasn't. I do. What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> not all. No. Do you buy every single new game that comes out, Dante? No. Damn near, yeah. Games. But you have taste, though. There's there's games that you haven't bought that you won't buy because that's the thing. Are you fucking? So, do you really want to put money down on that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm sure there is a game you Madden. You ain't you're never gonna buy Madden. What about? You are never going to buy it and play it. <laughs> like ever. But this man really you you should you should talk to my chat what it uh with the the consequences of like testing me. Because <laughs> nope, you nope, will be proven nope. wrong. Mm-mm. I mean, you you playing Madden is just it's, it, that's that's gonna be you know, good for me because you're playing a terrible game. But, um, yeah. Um, as far as as far as difficulty in games, he can go fuck himself because just I mean, you didn't need to stand on your soapbox, especially when you know you have a following there. Like, bro, you're just pandering. You, I'm sorry you couldn't beat it, bro. Period. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I I mean, I I haven't finished a uh, Kina or Returnal yet, but. I'm going to like I I know what I need to do to finish it. Like it's it's not like it's impossible, but there are people out there that hit walls and like and sometimes it'd be like that. You can't really do much. No, you know, yeah, like not not is... everybody not everybody can pick up a fighting game and be you know great at it. Sometimes yeah, like that's just, that's like, you know, that's my thing. Like sometimes you're just trash, and that's that's just what it is. And I could turn right. I could I could flip this argument and say not all fighting games are accessible. They're pushing people away. Right, because which is I'm, dumb. Because... And I'm tra- but I'm trash at video- I'm trash at fighting games. I know I am. Yeah. I've admitted it. Go and watch my MKX play for Yeah. <laughs> but but to be fair, fighting games while they they're always going to be difficult because you're up against a person, they have made great strides into bringing in more casual people through like very very interactive and very well done training modes. Absolutely, and that 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 leads yeah. to my point where like mainstream is kind of important because you need that money. Like they have to make their games more accessible so they can sell more copies. And, I, and here's the thing: they can't, I they can't just rely on the current fan base. But here's the thing: here's the thing. You're talking about a training mode, but you still need to get good at the yes, game. Absolutely, you absolutely do. 
They give you the tools. You got to exactly. You got to do the rest. It's giving you the tools and like I, I, I think. No, no. I, wait, I'll let Jube finish his point. I want to. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just. I just. No, 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 go, go, go ahead. No, I'll, let I'll, me just I'll, add yeah. this because all of the all these difficult games that he's talking about give you the tools to be able to master them. It's just are you willing to put the time and dedication into learning them like you would other games? Right. Go ahead, please. Zero, you, you know, finish your point. Yeah, I mean, and fighting games particularly are a unique situation. I don't think they're necessarily the best example to use because they are a visual medium, i.e. people see Sonic Fox and them do these crazy things and then want to try to emulate that and have no even clue where to start. Oh, no, 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 um, no, no. I'm, and... I'm going to kill your argument right now because I'm talking. I'm just talking about, like, the story mode or arcade modes. Say it's the same but... difference because that's a single-player experience and the ones that he bought up are single player experience as well because the ai in single player in a single player experience especially something like mortal kombat uh, 9 and 10 will fucking destroy you if you do not learn the mechanics yeah and if you up the if you up the difficulty absolutely you it's will not, get your ass it, it has nothing to do even even fighting fighting games can be difficult as all hell they can be as difficult as dark souls if you do not put the time in to master the mechanics even if you're going up against the cpu do i and you do i need to bring up how much of a cheap bastard fucking um shao khan was at the end of mk9 or shinnok was at the end of mkx how nope. fucking no. cheap they were and you and you had to i mean Shao Kahn's been cheap in a lot of Mortal Kombat games, and the point of that is you kind of got to be good or cheap his ass right back. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I remember in MK2, I used to cheese the fuck out of Shao Kahn. Like, I, I, I beat him with just uppercuts. Like, that, that was just something I did. Like, go fuck so, sorry, but. sorry to interrupt you again, Zero. I do, I do apologize. But, like, I'm, we're talking, I'm talking, and I think Jubei was strategically from a single player point of view to relate it to the fact that he bought three single player games well it, yeah and i guess for my thing for fighting games is like and i'll move off of them because they really aren't the topic but yeah. historically they've never been viewed as hard games they just haven't been um they're just games people play and mostly because people tend to play fighting games with other people so it's a di- like what you what you will hear from fighting game people is well people aren't good at them. I will never go online because it's too hard. I can't do anything if I get online. You hear the same thing with people with shooters where they're like I love playing Destiny, but I only like PVE. I, I won't do PvP. I, yep. I can't. I can't, can't exist do iron, in that can't space. Do iron Banner. Can't do yeah, Star like I can't, yep. which is fine because like I get it. Playing as people is really hard. Um, f- for. Uh, M- Mr. Scott, is it Yaffe or Jaffe? Jaffe. 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 Um, or is or Jaffe? Jaffe. Um, or DSJ. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I I think I I disagree with I think his overall point. Um, I do personally like just like the idea. I love the idea of all of our sort of idols of gaming just getting old and not caring anymore about like how they feel about things, like. Old Adam Sessler is so much more fun than like and young Adam Sessler. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, it's like old man Sessler is hilarious, dog. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck anymore, and it's like cool, man. Like I like that. Um, I I think it's always a fair thing to say, uh, because like g- games can be difficult for people, and I understand like people do just want to experience like the game, particularly because like 
and he's part of this Twitter space, like in the same way that we are. So he's a bit more in tuned. I I think he's more of in a bubble with us than people realize, because when he's saying this, I think he's reflecting ideas of standing in this Twitter space of this good good space. Which, while Dante was perfectly correct, Dark Souls wasn't the first hard game, um, but mainstream or i.e. mainstream social media wise like that was the beginning of sort of the get good era like that love that phrase itself sort of became sort of came from this things and then of course you know the souls games are their own things like they don't affect anything else and like games that's come after them there are some that like clearly are inspired by them like sekiro or neo um but like you know, Cuphead is a hard game, but it's got nothing to do with the Souls genre whatsoever. Nope. It's just it's an nope. old it's, classic it's, hard platform. It's a, it's a old hard bullet hell ass game. It's yeah. yeah so here's, like, here's the thing though, Goods been around since 2009. In on it, like that that started on the on the online forums, like like that that that's been around since 2009 though. Like that that happened like, yeah. I mean, Dark Dark, dark Souls. Was I mean, Dark Souls like, was in 2009. But that... Demon's that Souls. Demon Souls was. And Demon well, Souls... Excuse me, Demon was, Souls. But his thing, mm-hmm. Demon, Soul, Demon Souls didn't sell well enough for it to have that, cult, to have that kind of cultural impact. That was just again, something a, that... A, a cultural yeah. impact to a large culture, know. no. But to the insular Twitter culture that we exist in, I disagree mm-hmm. with that. Like, I can remember. But my point is, David is much more closer to us than he is to the general public. So, and it, I think he's still speaking as though for the general public, because all he's seeing is, I mean, he's on the people who we know shows, like we've seen these people and like most of them are all get good people. And like, that's a perfectly reasonable approach to have. I have no particular problem with it. Um, but like, I think he's sort of missing the forest for the trees here when it's like, everyone's sort of focused on him, but the larger, easier, a lot of, bunch of the people who are so happy that Sora's in Kingdom Hearts don't care at all about getting good or hard games because they exist somewhere outside or all of the Kingdom Hearts fans or the Animal Crossing people or whoever hell is still buying Mario Kart that's making it here like they exist outside of our little Twitter world where get good and Kotaku is this and Jason Schreier is X Y and Z like they don't exist in that space bullshit I'm gonna call bullshit on the get good for Mario Kart here I'm gonna call bullshit no, no, not 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 get good. I mean, there's again, there are always gonna be the get good people who exist within them. Period. Like, you know, that's what speed running is. That's what all of these things are. Like, there are people who are gonna take it to the next level, but yep. the wide vast majority of people who just play video games, period, like, aren't the people who we interact with daily in Twitter. I know we like we always like to think of it, but they just aren't. Well, t- Twitter is like what's what's the fucking word? Accessible. Um, no, like, not not that. With such a small microcosm. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the, yeah, of the of the larger space, and so like when someone like David um, comes and says these things, like I think we forget that he's also a part of that microcosm, and that he's missing. Like for example, you know who isn't and who like or wasn't Reggie Fiza me. Like he was much more lean towards the public facing side of the whole thing so you would probably never really see reggie say something like this because he doesn't deal with the get good folks on our inside part of twitter like he deals with the folks on the outside who are just like can these people do the i'd I'd love sure love to see goku and smash 
And I was like, no, that's not going to happen, guy. But like, thanks for asking type of deal. Um, I, 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 I don't think game, I really don't think mo- most games are hard anyway. I think people really play up difficult games a lot more than like, I think they do. Like Returnal's not hard. The Dark Souls series really wasn't hard for me. Like I was, re- I've been disappointed every time someone has come and said like, this is hard. And now granted, I, sometimes I push myself to do things harder, but like, I played Destiny Nightfalls harder than like Dark Souls. Oh, <laughs> um, oh I need fact. to. Oh, it's just like <laughs> I need. I need to sit you down and have you face fucking Lady Freedom. No, no, bro, bro, bro. No, even some of the Destiny One Nightfalls were just. Yeah. What is this? Or, What's going or like on? classic like, WoW raids, and you're like, you know, the, like there are some oh. truly difficult games out there, and like, you know. The, I, yeah. I'm not going to discount them. And granted, Dark Souls and stuff are is hard. Like I'm not saying it's easy. Um, it's, it's harder not, than say it's Uncharted. Just, yeah, it's just um, Uncharted one on Crushing, like the original PS3 Uncharted one. I don't even think I played it on Crushing. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but like I, I've I've always pushed back against the get good idea anyway because I don't like the I. You're telling me get good in a game that I don't think you need to get that good in. And part of it for me, from like, I spend a lot, I've always wanted to compete. Like, when I play video games, it's mostly about competing with friends. Um, So, you know, it's why I'm into fighting games. But, like, you know, Kofi and Pharaoh know, like, I could, growing up, my friends and I competed against everything. Um, So, like, it is who has the fastest time in Grand Theft Auto, I mean, GTA, who can survive the longest in uh, GTA. Um, when you know, I remember you, those nights. Yeah, put the code in. Like I, all I do, you see, uh, me and FC got into it a bit when like I have more wins, quote unquote, than him in Among Us. Even though Among Us isn't a game you like win, uh, but you, like you, you got into it with FC. I no, really. But like it's you know it's that sort of thing. I I think David, I I think what he's expressing is a little fair. Um. I'm just I'm curious to figure out what games he thinks aren't hard. Like I'd be very curious to see like well what do you classify as a not hard game amongst these three games which are fairly new. So let's if we use Returnal as the kicking off point. So from Returnal on to Metroid, what games would he consider not hard? Are we talking Jack and Dax? I mean what's not Jack and Daxter? Is it Jack and Daxter? No, what's the new one? Ratchet and Clank. The, Ratchet and Clank. You know, are we yeah. talking Ratchet and Clank? Uh, what is um? I, I mean, obviously not Animal Crossing. Uh, are we talking something like Moonlighter? What would he feel about Hollow Knight? God of War. Uh, God, yeah, God of War, Call of Duty. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. hard, really, hardcore Call of Duty. Like he is not really a, a hardcore gamer, and it's shown. It's just shown. Yeah, and I that 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 Omar bring up a good point. That's the one the thread I had lost. We probably need to stop extrapolating our ideas onto these people, like because people seem so shocked that Mr. God of War and Twisted Metal like had these views, but he's flat out telling us like he's always had these views. You just never got to hear it from me because I wasn't on Twitter. Mm. Like you maybe don't don't put your ideas onto other people because you won't get disappointed. My, my problem, lot. my problem, and I want to hear uh, Kofi's uh, take on this, and then Farrell's as well, uh, quickly. My, my my problem is, is when he turns around and mentions like, "How old is David Jaffe?" 
Like, how old he's is he? 50... He's fifty something. Yeah, early yeah, so, 50s. So this yeah. motherfucker was this motherfucker was like young when the NES came out. But he's mm-hmm. he's he's starting down to people who like grew up with the NES, saying that now they're becoming developers and they're making all of these games. It's like, didn't you grow up in the same era? Like you grew up at the same damn time as these guys. So yeah. like well, you can't I, you can't put it down to just them being the NES hard kind of crowd that are making these kind of games. You grew up in that same era. I'm sure you well, he was a- He was grown though. Like we grew up in that era and like we're now starting making games. Millennials, if you will. David is not a millennial. Like he's he's at least twenty years older than I am. So like he was already grown when these things started happening. Like we, our fondest memories are like childhood memories with gaming. Uh, my twenties were spent playing Halo. I don't know what he was doing in his twenties, but like you know, I was in college in my twenties. He was in college, I guess, when the NES would have come out. Dude, this mother no, this motherfucker was not was ten year, was nine years old when the NES came out. So he's what. Uh, He's 50 years old. He was born in 1971. The NES came out in 1983. So he was like, he was a teenager when it came out. He was 12. Yeah, he was 12. Yeah, yeah. so I don't, I don't want to be hearing that shit, like blaming this on like the NES crowd. Dude grew up at the same damn time. Dude grew up, dude grew up with Atari, where you could see all the three fucking colors. Where games made literally no fucking sense. Like, in any discernible fucking way. You had to use your own imagination. And sometimes that's harder than playing most NES games. I mean, I guess to be fair, he said he's never liked it. Although, I do agree, Twisted Metal was particularly pretty difficult. Especially 2. Yeah, oh, just fuck, fuck that. Yeah, sometimes you yeah. get messed up in that story mode. Yeah, it's, yeah awesome. and it was specifically like that I mean, straight story I, I, mode. I had, I had issues with... Some some levels in black on higher difficulty. The problem is he's generalizing it. Like he's just saying NES crowd. Like like that that's saying that all NES games were hard, like Met- like Metroid, Legend of Zelda, shit like that. It's like Well to, to be fair, at least the the way the tweet he's just saying to me I'm reading as he's saying it's just that generation of people who grew up with these are now making the games that I guess theoretically they loved when they were kids. Which would make sense, right? Like, it's the same thing that's happening everywhere else. Like, all of the nerds who like movies are starting to make their superhero movies. What you're effectively saying is, is David Jaffe didn't have a good childhood. It seems he played a lot of hard games in his childhood. Clearly, <laughs> fucking traumatizing. Did not give him time. Yeah. NES is the reason why there's still war in the Middle East, someone I made up. God damn it. A lot of war still exists. Like, Twisted Metal, again, he made hard games why he doesn't he understand it I don't understand but yeah I mean, well, God, like, but he's not saying he doesn't understand it he just said he's never liked it but yeah he made them I, I mean God of War isn't hard I'm gonna tell you right now God of War on God mode is fucking soul crushing yes when you play yeah. the hardest difficult almost every game is going to be hard but like that's an option he added in but so does Kana Kana has a fucking difficulty I, I can't speak to Kena. I, I can't play Kena, it. You can, you can, Kena, the, the crazy thing about this, he had the ability, which he did, 
He dropped the game, the gameplay from normal to easy. Then that shouldn't be a Wait, problem. He can't even, yeah, he can't even say it hard then. Wait, he actually dropped. <laughs> the Metroid. I, you know, fuck this. Give me a second. I'm gonna boot up fucking okay. Metroid Dread. I'm gonna boot up Metroid Dread right now, live on stream. I'm gonna see if there's a fucking difficulty in that game. Like, here's the thing. The only, okay. the only difficulty, the only difficulty I could think of, and this is where I would agree with him because I am not a hypocrite. And I've mentioned this multiple goddamn times before that I fucking hate. And it was my worry about Metroid Dread is those fucking robots in Metroid Dread are insta-kill. Apparently Amy. that is true. And if that is, and apparently that's true. If he wants to single that out and say that that is the kind of shit that he hates, I'll agree with him. Because that is a kind of artificial difficulty that, that, that started in the NES that should never have been a thing anyway. But like, what difficulty is he talking about in Me Metroid? Give me a sec. Like I said, I'm booting this shit up. I no, need what to he's, what I'm saying, I I'm just gonna uh, oh. play. I'm gonna play devil's advocate very okay. briefly, and then I'll go into my thing against hey, him. The devil's advocate for him is. Give me a second. I want to get to Pharaoh real quick, and then I'll get to, you, and then then you can. Play okay, yeah, the, Then you can play your little pinball game of devil's advocate like Homer did. Pharaoh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? So coming to the topic kind of late, but I actually did watch um, his video a little bit this morning to get. Like, kind of like the gist of where he was coming from. And I don't necessarily disagree with him from where his perspective is coming from and the fact that he's saying that um, console gaming has kind of been locked at a, um, at a certain sales rate. There, there's only about 300 million consoles bought per generation, and that number hasn't changed since the late 90s or whatever. So he feels that they need to do something different, make games, make certain games a little bit easier to entice new people into the gaming experience because people are going to eventually age out. And, you know, he, he's thinking about it in the, in the broad scale of how do we get more game, how do we get more people to take the plunge into gaming? So in that sense, I do, I, I you know, I don't disagree with him. And I think I think that the way games are now, every game has, you know, a uh, normal, easy, hard mode. So, I mean, you can still make a game easy in, in a way that will entice new people into the industry because that's kind of where he was, that's kind of where his thought process was in the video that I watched. The problem, um, with, that, the problem with that mindset is if it's been like that for a while, then there's, there's th then then there's definitely a causal there's definitely a, a causality there. Like it's either people growing out of it or people getting their kids into it. So they're only buying. No, but one the numbers are stagnant. So so that's if, the point. If, 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 that, if that if that were the case, if that were the case, if people were getting their kids into it, then why would, why you know, buy, but why, then why buy multiple consoles when you can just have one? That, the, but I'm saying the numbers would have grown. The numbers wouldn't be the same for a thirty year period of time. It would. If they would, would if, if you're like, only buying one. I'm not buying, like, if I'm going to get a PlayStation. All right, so, all right, so instance, like, if my dad got me into gaming, you know, as a kid, 30 years later, you know, I should be buying a console myself. And he should still be buying a console, hypothetically. Or you know what gets in the way. Yeah. So, um, so in, in that sense, in that sense, I understand where he's coming from. And, and, I, and I agree in that aspect. Because you can still cater a game 
to both hardcore and um, people that, you know, are just looking for a good time and don't really care to learn how to press more than three buttons at once. Don't play a game then. Easy. And also, not not every game needs to be like that either. That's the whole. That's the whole other thing. Like, and like that's, the, not that's every the game thing. Needs, Not every game needs to bring in, you know, a bunch of new people. And not every game. And I would just, not, not every game needs. Not, not not every game needs to. And the problem and, is, and, let's let's be absolutely. Fit. I want to. I just want to bring this up because this kind of destroys the point as well. Place like these 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 companies have been trying to do this since like the playstation 2 xbox and gamecube they've been trying to uh, uh, entice a more casual audience they've been trying to do that since that generation in fact it was more so like they were like it was very fucking evident in um playstation 4 and xbox one with the watching tv kind of bullshit like an all-in-one entertainment system. Remember that. Remember your yeah. NFL. Yeah, they've been they've like, been trying for a long time. But they keep but it keeps think, failing. But it keeps failing. Not like this this mythical audience that David Jaffe wants to talk about just clearly is not interested in in the in this side of the pond. Like they're I, happy on their I slightly, side. Of the pond. I, I I slightly disagree in the sense that we've we've seen mobile games go crazy. There's a lot of people who identify as gamers who are now primarily mobile gaming. And what? But here's and we've thing. seen if you ask and, a person, if you ask a person, what do they mainly play on mobile? What are the ones that come up? Because one of the most normal ones I hear is Candy Crush or Pokemon Go. And what do they? But use? they identify. But they still identify as a gamer. But here's the thing. Even though they, even though they play that, they type can, of stuff. no, they can do that. They can do that. But predominantly. That is because everybody has a mobile phone. Everybody needs a mobile phone. Not everybody needs a console. That is true as well. Um, Not everybody needs a console. But also so on a mobile. I, I was. I was. Sorry. Go on. Um, I was also saying that we've also seen um, that with The Witcher. The Witcher was highly successful on Netflix, and it brought a new a lot of people. Were like, I want to try this. You know, people came into gaming. Because of the because they love the show, so I mean, I just, it might happen again uh, with Last of Us. Yeah, so I'm saying it might happen again with Last of Us. People might watch Last of Us on HBO Max and be like, "Oh wow, this is a video See, game, and, just, and I'm missing all this stuff." That I, it may it. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying it's not it's you know they're trying to find a way to do it, and they may have you know The Witcher may have been the 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 thing that you know cracks it. And that's where I disagree because um and the reason why I disagree with that is because like a Netflix a Netflix audience is going to watch that, but they're not going to go out and buy a console to play it. People who but they actually did the numbers consoles. went up. The, the, the no the, the numbers for the game went up, not numbers for the console. Numbers that just means they already own the console. Exactly. That's my point. If he's talking about console sales, it's still stagnant. Like, if we're talking console sales, the console sales never went up. The games, the game sales went up. So that the, the argument's killed right there. I, I believe I, I would imagine then just shift the conversation to game sales then. 
But that's because no, either way, because either, either way, it's what the because either way is what the companies want. Particularly if you're Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft, and it's your first party. And I'm going to tell you right now. I want to know then, because here's the thing: if we're going to talk about that. I want to know the amount of. I would love to know the amount of people that when they bought the first Witcher game, how, uh, off of watching like the Witcher, uh, the Witcher uh, TV show, how many people fucking dropped it damn near immediately with how difficult the the first Witcher game can be. I didn't play the first Witcher game. Exactly. People didn't start until most people just jump. Most people jump straight to the third one. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I jumped. I jumped on it too. I didn't have a PC capable of running either of them, and then two came out on the 360. Exactly. But, like, that, but that's oh, not, but I can I, jump in. Here. Exactly. Console sales didn't move that. Availability moved that. Well, sorry, no. It being available on other co- on other platforms moved it because not everybody owns a console. It goes back to the mobile I mean, argument. The Witcher, the Witcher Two was one of the reasons I bought a 360 in the first place. So I mean, in my in my case, yeah, it kind of because I wanted to play. I don't, I couldn't afford a PC, so that is that just didn't so, happen. Um, Sorry, yeah, they're I'm, saying that it. Uh, they, they're they're saying that it increased game sales by 554 percent. Yeah, game again, game sales. Gamers, yeah. gamers saw. The TV show were like, "This is cool." I'm pretty I'm sure that all 554 percent weren't. Uh, already owning a console. Yeah, you'd be surprised because a lot of people like the Wit- The Witcher has always been a success, but it's never been a like amazing success. It's always done well with with like the audience that it catered to. Anyway, so. Now, okay, so I feel like we've definitely exhausted that topic and tangents off a bit. So, what do you guys yeah. want to do? Do you want to go on to the debate, or do you want to go on to the next topic? Uh, wait, no, we do need to go on to the next topic. Because, okay, you know what? This this next topic is basically just Jubair rants. So, go ahead, Jubair. Let, let, let's hear you rant about uh, about uh, Sony and uh, Sony fans bitching about pricing again. Go ahead. Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't even my topic, bro. Oh, I thought that was. That was my topic. No, no. Omar, Omar put that forward for you because you were talking about it in the in the Twitter. So no, go on. I said you had Sony fans uh, calling out bullshit on it as well. So it's 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 half and half. But his topic was something about uh, a game that you dropped yeah. and someone else talked about it, and then you picked it up because of him. Something yeah, like that. that that was that was my. See, they, they, and this is why I, I this is why I asked for one person just to give me a list of topics. God damn it! <laughs> See, this, this, this right the fuck here. Fine, we're moving on. We'll move on to the we'll move on to uh, the debate, which actually works well with this uh, topic. Actually, and the debate that we're going to be having today is skippable bosses, which is ironic given what David Jaffe was just fucking talking about. He would he would genuinely be for it. Yeah. I would give you money. It would be for it. Probably. Right. Oh, so man. before we before we begin the debate, we need to draw we need to draw battle lines before we begin the debate. Okay. Who is four skippable bosses? Oof. Uh, I mean, I guess to be contrarian, I I can argue the the four part. I'll I also argue for it. Yeah. There, um, you know what? I, I expected this from Kofi. I did not expect this from you, Zero. You I can argue at twelve point, just for the sake of arguing. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna moderate. I'm gonna moderate this because I. I'm, I'm sick of arguing with you guys today. Today. 
So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be the 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 man in the middle. I'm gonna be the man in the middle moderating all of this. So, I am against it, but for the sake of argument, I'm gonna be for it. Okay, so we've got Pharaoh and Jubei, who I'm sure are against skippable bosses, against Kofi, Zero, and uh, Omar. So basically, it, it basically is the, the running show of two and a half men on oh, the. Uh, so I'm for or against skippable bosses. You're against okay. skippable bosses. You can oh, okay. be against it. You can be against it. Jubei's against uh, it as well. Right. So, first of all, I'd like to hear opening arguments, uh, quick opening arguments from the, uh, uh, for the far side on why bosses should be skippable. So, Zero, give, give us a reason why bosses should be skippable. I'd actually switch back Do Kofi. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so, wait, so, so, you, so you, you, pull the, you pull the Biden and just flip-flops on all your decisions? Okay. Uh, no, right, Kofi. Well, cause, because Kofi was supposed to speak on the last thing and we moved past yeah. it. Okay, go Okay, true. Sure. Yeah, sorry. All right, so um, anytime that a boss is skippable in a game, it was because it was designed to be skipped. So I don't want to jump and say any game that comes out that is as it is should be changed to add skippable bosses everywhere. Any game that is out today and you can skip the boss that is part of the design, there is some sort of feature in your experience that makes it as such. For example, New Game Plus. Sometimes you want to do boss rush. Sometimes you want to make a lineup of enemies that you want to fight back to back, and they might exclude certain bosses, or they might be in a certain order, and that is up to player configuration. Um, another thing, uh, accessibility. Okay, so for example, um, as controversial as it is, The Last of Us Part Two is lauded as one of the most accessible games of all time because of how many individual controls players can receive so that they can uh, people who are uh, either auditorily uh, not uh, I guess to legal standard or visually able to see legally blind um, they can play the game and they basically get what we would might look at like, like as a cheat feature uh, for example you could have um, processes that in your experience that narrate to you in words, what is being done on screen, what menu items that you have available to you, how close people are to you, how loud your character is when you play, all those things are configurable. But that's almost like a cheat code. You could, you could close your eyes and play The Last of Us Part Two with those things. If uh, a specific mechanic that a boss has um, somehow compromises the accessibility of that game and the design is supposed to make it accessible, you should be able to skip that boss. If accessibility is the priority of your game, or a high priority of your game, it should always be that way. So that, that's the argument I'm going to make. I'm never going to say Demon Souls should be changed so that you can skip the bosses for that game. I just say if it's part of game design, you should allow it. Okay. Uh, Omar, uh, your opening statement, please. Okay, my opening statement is as follows. Uh, capable bosses should be a sin when a game put gives you a boss that's so difficult that it's uh, basically unfair. And and for example, let's give you a few examples. Um, that uh, it's a mini boss, but uh, the Sekiro in the second game there is that uh, giant. Um, when he grabs you and you're not even next to him. Like 
the game is basically cheating. And uh, he's skippable. Not... Your, your argument kind of falls apart because he is skippable. Sorry? Your argument falls apart because he is skippable. Yeah, but I'm getting an example. It can be any other bus that does, like, it doesn't need to be him, but just the concept of buses that are does, that do sheep trick, one shot you, something like that, just for the sake of you dying over and over and over and try of, to get a perfect run. Like, I would even argue, no joke, um, return or final bus, uh, not return or, um, and what's called, um, Kena, final boss, uh, should be pickable, skippable, because it's almost based on RNG based. It's not about your, your skill. It's genuinely about your luck. If you're lucky, whether you're lucky or not, or not, because they have one, one move where it throws meteors at you. There is no, there is an indication, but if you stood, where the indication was literally in front of you, you're gonna take damage. And it takes a lot of chunk from your health. So yeah, capable fast fight, and that's my opening statement. Okay, uh, Zero, uh, your opening statement, please. Um, as, as games have progressed over in time, what we have seen is a recurring narrative is that games themselves are largely narrative experiences. Um, you need only look further to no further than to the Sony camp to fic, to look at these are almost fully fledged movies of which part of which it's just fun to enjoy them just to watch Nathan Drake do his thing just to watch the encounters of old Yarnum uh, just to be a part of the story of Ellie and Joel. Nothing about that from a boss price perspective really needs to be added to it if and only if one of the things I wanted to do was just view the story. Um, why can't I just skip these bosses or all the hard parts to get to the conclusion of the story? Because I'm not here for the game for its technical prowess or the controls or how cool it is when you know you hit X and Ellie does a thing. I just want to see how the story is going to play out and use that um, and sort of be a part of that interactive narrative experience almost like a uh, very long cutscene. um on top of that i would include anybody who's a trophy hunter would probably welcome skippable boss fights if you make me run through a level over and over again to do this to get some various amounts of trophies i should be able to do this as quickly and easily as possible and i shouldn't have to fight the same boss over and over and over again because it's tiresome it's tedious and the whole point of trophies is to sort of earn these things, you know, uh, how I can earn them. Why are you making it more difficult for me to earn them? These are sort of my badges of completion. If there's a skippable boss and that's a trophy for it and I don't get that one, that's fine. But if I have to pick up an item, but every time I have to go to get the item, I have to go fight a boss first. Why? The boss has nothing even to do with the item. It just happens to be how it narratively is set up. I don't want to have to do this. Um, bosses should be skippable largely because games have become a more narrative experience and you do not need to engage in any difficult boss to enjoy the narrative experience. Okay, and now for the opposite side, uh, Jube, your opening statement, please. Um, yeah. So, I feel... I feel if you're going to have a... I I just I just don't think you should have 
skippable bosses. Can you have unbeatable bosses? Sure, that's a narrative thing. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that you should cheapen the experience by being able to, you know, skip past. Like, and I understand the logistics of you know trophy hunting, like, like a zero set there. But um, I, I, if if you're gonna put it in the game as a challenge, like, then make it so. Otherwise, what was the point? All right, uh, Farrell, your opening statement, please. Oh, uh, for me, I don't feel like bosses should be skippable because that boss was designed and placed there for a reason. He's not, not he's not there just to 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 make your life hard per se. Like it's a part of the art of the game of how the game designer decided. So like. Uh, you fight a boss, and yes, he may be tough, but he might be tough to elicit an emotional response from the player, and that you know, and give you a sense of accomplishment once you actually beat it, or a certain level of respect for how tough that boss actually is. Like, oh wow, this character, you know, he he really is, you know, probably the strongest, you know, person in this game's universe or whatever. Like that boss is there for a reason, and you know it typically adds to um, the story or to the game that, you know, to give the player who's playing that game a certain context, you know, to what that boss's value is to the story. All right. Well, um, now we're going to open the floor. If anybody has anything to say to rebuttal the other side, speak, uh, uh, speak now. I would just like to say that they're wrong. That's all you've got. Yeah, won't give any reasons. Feel like that's strong enough, right? Maybe it's just this NES generation of kids, but like I just feel like they'd be wrong now. I feel I feel like you're gonna have to elaborate that, sir. <laughs> um, no. Uh, let's see. So I can agree with the idea that it a, a boss fight exists as a sort of design challenge. Um, and that it is supposed to elicit from a story perspective, you know, for, for lack of a better term, let's just use Cloud because he's easy. You know, Cloud beats Reno is to show that Cloud is quite strong um, and stronger than, you know, he is he's a soldier for a reason. Um, and that is where you that's the emotion you're supposed to get from him. Like, wow, this guy's powerful. And I understand that. I believe that can all be conveyed with a narrative cutscene. In which you watch Cloud attack the the bad guy, um, and or keep it as sort of how Asaurus Raz did it, um, where these sort of quick time, very long quick time cutscenes, meaning you don't necessarily need to have the boss there, or if the option is uh, you can fight him out, or you can watch this narrative cutscene and watch Cloud do the exact same thing you would be doing by pushing the buttons. You still get that level of narrative badassery and understanding like where he exists in this world without the difficult challenge of having to like know how to place your party, what magic to use, how to defend, and do all any of that stuff. When again, you're only here interested to see the adventures of Cloud and friends and how they get from point A to B. Any rebuttal from uh, the four side on that? Dubay, Vero, you got any rebuttals for that? Uh, I I would say that if they had cutscenes for the boss fights, 
that would, you know, I think it would give the game extra replay value, but I still think you should play the boss. And I play the, I would play the game through both times. I'd want to see the cutscene as well as beat the boss myself. Okay, seeing as, seeing as, seeing as people don't seem to understand how, how this fully works, honestly, that's my fault. I'll, I'll, I'll also be four at the moment. See, the, the problem is, is if you, if you add just cutscenes over bosses and skippable cutscenes, you eliminate all challenge and adversity to actually winning. Um, like, for, for example, uh, the Krauser situation in Resident Evil 4 with the knife fight with Krauser. When I do that, I'm just thankful it's fucking over because I absolutely hate QTEs. So if you replace that with QTEs, then like th there's no challenge, there's no adversity. It's just exhausting the fact that it can all come to an end because I missed one fucking button. Where if it was an actual fight and I had to fight Krauser at that point, like I'm... There's a many a different things that could go right, but also a number of things that could go wrong. All of them are within my power to change, where with a QTE, if I miss the button, it's all over. There's no second tries, there's no do-overs, I'm fucked and I have to redo it again. You're also taking agency out of the player's hands. In this, in this, in this thing that we call video games being an interactive narrative... You're limiting interactivity with the narrative by doing that. Like the the interactivity with this medium is just getting smaller and smaller. The more and more control you take away from a player, if the if it boils down to just press button to continue, you might as well just be watching a movie. At that point, you might as well just look up all the cutscenes on YouTube. My rebuttal for that, uh, are you done? Of, uh... No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Rebu okay, just um, one thing. If, if I sound low, it's because I'm a little bit far away from my mic because my mic cable is broken. Uh, my rebuttal to that is for one thing. Um, well, I agree that you have control over your character and you have control over your uh, uh, gameplay. Not one that dude have RNG, dude. When a boss fight have RNG, and RNG is not something you can control. RNG is just based on luck. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Continue your thought. Yeah. So, uh, it, like, uh, I am all for uh, challenging bosses. I love challenging bosses, which is in Kena, there is this one boss fight, not going to spoil it for the rest. Which is fucking amazing, way better than than final boss. Why? Because it doesn't have RNG. It's all about skills. Are you good at the game? Yes, you're gonna beat it. Are you bad at the game? You're not gonna beat it. But with the kind of final boss, I, I am great at the game, and I still couldn't beat that boss because of RNG. It's like. RNG shouldn't be the case, and same goes for one-shot moves. Like, one-shot move is planes coming, in my opinion. Okay. Um, uh, does any... Uh, Pharaoh, Jube, do, do either of you want to rebuttal that? Because I do have something. For you. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I'll, let you, I'll let you take it. Okay, my, my rebuttal for that is 
RNG is in every boss fight. In every single boss fight, RNG is a standard in all boss fights. And, like, it's only severely scripted ones. Ones that can only be beaten one way that are completely scripted, that they take RNG out, where there's no challenge. Because once you understand how to beat the boss, and you understand the one way to beat the boss, then it removes all challenge and all future replayability of that boss, boss thus making it stagnant. I, I, I bring up Dark Souls only as an example of RNG, not as a sign of difficulty. Uh, not, not, not because of its difficulty, but as a sign of RNG. Um... The bosses in Dark Souls will have a number of attacks that they can use dependent on the, the position that you are currently at. So if you are far away, they will try and close the distance with a long range attack or try and close the distance with literally getting up in your face. If you're within a close distance, they will select from a certain number of attacks that will, uh, when you're close. It's the same with every other game. They have set number of attacks to use whether you're in close, medium, or long range. And the thing is, in games like that, it's it might be RNG, but they always telegraph their attacks. So it's up to you to learn what attack is coming and how to evade it. That's where the challenge comes in. And every every game does this. Like uh, Big Daddy as well. I'll use an example. Big Daddy in Bioshock. If you're facing a bouncer... He'll try and charge you, but other times he'll run at you if you're at a long distance. When he's close, he'll either scream to paralyze you, or he'll start going, drill the baby, drill the baby, drill the baby. Um, like, every game, every game boss has RNG in this regard. Or RNG of some certain purpose. But some, are, some RNG, you don't have time, any time to move, to, to evade. You're gonna take damage. That's... It's genuinely luck based. And my and it's... my and my argument, my rebuttal to that would be, it's not luck based. Like very very, if it's luck based, then it's just poorly designed. It because is poorly it's, designed. It's all it com- genuinely is. But it also comes down to reaction time. I'll admit, I don't have the best reaction time, so I get I get peppered a lot in dark. In again, Dark Souls is just an example of uh, RNG and pattern recognition. I get peppered a lot because I just have really bad time. But bosses always telegraph their attacks. If you want an example of a scripted, um, of a scripted, um, oh god damn it! Give me a second. I'm just looking through my vast library of games as a for an example of a uh, scripted fight. Um, but... So let me let me explain to you what the boss does without a spoiler. He charges. Um, you could stop him, but you need mana. You don't have mana at the beginning of the fight. When he's done charging, he does he does some lightning attack, easy to avoid. Just stand in the middle. Then, out of nowhere, a meteor starts falling in, and uh, yes, reaction time is a thing, but most of the time you don't have any time to react because. By the time Hello? you double jump to avoid one meteor, which it it makes like a sort of a shock wave that uh, moves slowly, and if you get in, uh, if it hits you, you're gonna take damage. 
by the time you're avoiding, avoiding one shockwave, the other shockwave is not only already telegraphed, it's already the meteor, the meteor is already fallen and destroyed and already another shockwave. So you, there is absolutely no way you can take any damage if it, if you uh, were killed because of how luck bait it is. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there were there, and I guarantee you, and again, comes down to skill and comes down to pattern recognition as well as knowing the position on how these attacks goes. People have already done no damage, no damage uh, um, playthroughs of that boss you're talking about. Let me check. Either no damage or they've they've killed it a lot faster and better than you. Because again, it comes down to skill, knowing knowing your abilities, and also positioning. And knowing when they telegraph the attack. Yep, they did it on the on Master difficulty with no what the fuck? No damage, master difficulty. And I rest my case. Holy fuck. Yep, I rest my case. Whoa, okay, people what the fuck's going on with what the fuck was going on then? But yes, I rest my case. Is there I'm sorry, is there any rebuttal from the uh the uh skip side this time? Zero, Kofi. Have you got have you got any rebuttals uh, that you you would like to put forward? Hello. Um, there we are. I believe some of us might have been experiencing some uh, connection issues. RT, RT. Let me guess. RTC disconnect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that that was actually an issue I've been having in the UK in the UK like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dragon and uh, Media Ghost were having this problem today when we were playing Dead by Daylight. So it looks yeah. like you guys have got this Discord issue from um, uh, a bit on a bit of a delay. That's nice. Yeah, it's like literally like in the middle of a Omar's point. It just that was done. Yeah, and but, <laughs> but yeah, his. Uh, um, it, how far did you get through that? Because he was talking about the I... meteor strike and not and. Like yeah, it being impossible. I, I, uh, my immediate the, rebuttal, the last thing I heard was meteor meteor strike. Yeah, the, he's talking about a shockwave attack that he believes is impossible to be able to dodge twice because it's RNG based and lot based. And I said, my only rebuttal was, I guarantee you, there is a no damage play, for, uh, no damage uh, of that boss out right now. And it turns out there's actually a no damage run of the entire game on its highest difficulty. So. My point was proven about about um, bosses not uh, about all bosses being RNG and it being about skill, overcoming adversity, pattern recognition because not because all near enough I'd say ninety nine percent of all bosses unless they are type unless they are scripted to do certain things in which in which regard they're boring if they do that because there's no challenge afterwards because you know how to beat it. All bosses are RNG. So is there any rebuttal from the uh, from the uh, four? Skippable side. Are we having no. Are we having technical difficulties on the other side again? No, 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 no. I heard you. I heard no, you. No, no. I'm on about. I'm on about zero. Uh, I'm on about zero and Jube because they've just gone silent again. Oh nope. I, uh, I hear now though. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can I hear you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
everything everything went out again. Okay, right. If things are, if things are going to keep going out, guys, I think it's only fair. Because um, these debates are not about winning. These debates are about, you know, yeah, just, get, just getting our point. Yeah, conversation, getting our points across. And, yeah, um, like, and then it sounds it, like loser talk to me. Yeah, it's, it's up to you to prove who's right. And we all know I'm right. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so, yeah, if, if Discord is going to keep fucking having a goddamn stroke, I think it's, yeah, I think we we're going to end it. We we are already at our time. Yeah, I'm we're thinking. we're already at time anyway. But yeah, if Discord's gonna have a stroke, I think that's the gods above telling me to fucking end it already. So, yeah. Jubei, where can we find you? Where can we find you, my man? Where, where where can we find you? What are you playing? Um, you can find me um grabbing and throwing people off the map as Powdered Toast Man and All-Stars Brawl. Oh week. my god, of course you'll be playing all, all oh. Nickelodeon All-Stars. <laughs> are you are you getting commission on Yaiba? It's coming out tonight. Oh, it's, our, it's already that that hit my account like last week. Yeah, it's coming out tonight. Comes mm. out tomorrow. Yeah, so in two hours I'll be, I, I'm gonna probably play that after I get like two hours of All-Stars in. Um, yeah, you can find me at Jubei Sensei on Twitter, Jubei X Sensei everywhere else. Um, you know, inv- invite me to a multiplayer game that you enjoy, and let's talk about your favorite Subway sandwich. Uh, spicy, uh, uh, spicy Italian with extra cheese. Toasted. See, uh, see, and now and, uh, every time I think, I like, man, I don't know about this Dante guy. You come out and say something like that with the spicy Italian. With the extra cheese on the wheat bread. That's what I'm talking about. Ah, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Over here in the UK, I don't know about the States, we got tiger bread. I have no idea what that is. Tiger bread is an amazing, amazing form of bread. If you can find it, try it. You will not regret it. Tiger bread? Tiger bread. Oh, oh, is that not with... uh, I know what you're talking about. I eat it. I love it. Yeah, it's fucking delicious. Well, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, though. I, know, I feel like y'all. I feel like they're lying and just making things up. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Google it. Google, Google it. It's literally, it's literally, um, it got the pattern of the tiger. Yeah, in it's, a way. it's a hard, it's a hard crust, it's a hard crust bread, but the the crust is really fucking delicious as well. Um, and it's basically, ta- it's basically striped and baked, uh, like tiger stripes. Yeah. On. Why does this look like sourdough of some kind? I don't think it is. Anyway, Omar, where can we find you and what are you doing? Yeah, people can find me at Carb underscore Job on Twitter and also you can find me at my new channel. With your permission, I want to put my link. Bitch, you don't need my permission. This ain't my channel. Well, there's the mod. Our channel. Hey, yeah, exactly. Don't throw that shit up there. No, I'm just... I'm just... I'm just... I'm just a yeah. co- I'm just a white colonist coming to take your shits. Um, we're gonna have a show Saturday 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. Also, I might need a new mic. My cable is broken. God damn it! I mean, you sound fine currently, but yeah, yeah I'm sounding fine. But if I move my mic one one millisecond, millimeter, it's over. It's gonna be disconnected from my laptop. Gotcha. Um, so. Okay, uh, Pharaoh, where can we find you? Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yeah, no. Uh, 
probably he's probably watching the Ravens game. Probably is. Yeah, I'm watching the Ravens game. You can find me losing my mind in Baltimore. Uh, yeah. Uh, Riots in the streets of Baltimore. I'll throw my I'll throw my links in the chat later too. Right. I'll throw my links in the chat right now. Go fit. Where can we find you? And what are you doing aside from translations? Believe COVID dropped out. Oh, he did, didn't Cause he? His, yeah, because yeah. his connection broke. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Uh, you, I'm Dante Crisis. You can find me at uh, Dante Crisis on Instagram, Twitter, and the Dante Crisis on Facebook. Dante Crisis on Twitter, Instagram, uh, on uh, Twitch, D Live, and YouTube. Uh, current, we're gonna, tomorrow is going to be the beginning of Metroid Dread, which is going to be fun. And yeah, uh, that's that's all I've got. Zero, where can people find you and where can people find this beautiful podcast? Guys, as always, it's been a blast to be here. Um, thanks for tuning in. You can find me at 0x386 pretty much everywhere. Um, the only thing I'll be playing, I guess I can play with people. Um, oh, I did mention earlier, I did play the Battlefield beta. It's oh, it's okay. garbage. It's yeah. garbage. I enjoyed no. it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, might be give, I might be too nice. Um, I, I wasn't very impressed. I'll give it that much. I, the whole time playing, I was like, I had more fun playing Battlefront 2. And I was like, all right. Um, but, of course, you can find us pretty much at all podcasting places. So that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, TuneIn. Um, I don't know, anywhere you listen to podcasts where I guess they're going to talk about how difficult games are and how it was so much better back in the day. Like, we will probably also be there. Um, please check all of us out. Like, comment, and subscribe. Also, uh, like our panel members' newest channel, Omar, let, let me know if I get it wrong. Is it Slayer? Yeah, Game Slayer. Okay, Game Slayer. Um, please check out Dante. Please check out Land of Pharaoh. Please uh, beat up on Jubei and Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and please, of course, you know, check in with Kofi because he will pop up and make sure you've studied your like language lessons for the day. Um, of course, we've been Vitamin G and appreciate you guys having us. Yeah, so remember, keep it gaming. All right, we out of here. Peace.